1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Transfer Deadline Day. Celtic will look to do business with Jakomakis and Jota in, but Eduard and Christie could be on their way out. Rangers have moved Cedric Eaton out on loan, and Scotland go into the Denmark clash tomorrow with no recognized right back as Stephen O'Donnell fails to make it along with Kevin. Nisbet, I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna
2: It's a thrilling week in Scottish football The excitement from the first Old Firm game of the season is barely over, Gordon We've only got, I'm looking, less than five hours of left of this transfer window Then we've got a Scotland World Cup game tomorrow And myself and Andy Halliday are both going home to buff the cake Doesn't get any better <laughs> I've, than that i
1: heard you two have got big birthdays Not you two personally, your nearest and dearest uh, Andy, know. Last minute moves for you, you're not going to get called away at seven o'clock for a multi million pound switch anywhere. No,
3: well, I wouldn't know because my phone's off. So, it's, uh, if your phone's at a battery, the, the one day you don't want it to be out of battery certainly deadline day. Because I heard Barcelona's looking for a, for a left back, so you never know.
1: I, I know <laughs> <laughs> 01419511025. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. You never. I was going to say you never know what to expect on deadline day You probably never know what to expect any day on this show But in particular a lot could change between now and 8 o'clock So make sure you stay tuned We'll bring you up to speed on all the latest dealings as they happen I will look back on what's already happened today And it's the last chance really for you to have your say Just under 6 hours to go until the window closes So fans of all teams... How would you rate your window so far? What does your team need between now and midnight? You can dream. Everything is still possible for the next few hours. So what does your team need between now and midnight? Celtic fans, would Jakimakis and Jota be enough? Especially with Eduard and Christie potentially leaving. Rangers fans, are you happy with what you've got? Are you surprised at Cedric Eaton moving on? Whatever is on your mind tonight, pick up that phone and let us know. 01419511025. What we'll do is we will... Bring in our reporter Andrew McLean This guy's been grafting all day Roger Hannah up at 5am and bread to the country Finger on the pulse across all the transfer Rumour and speculation uh, Andrew, anything exciting been happening?
4: Yeah, loads of exciting stuff happening. I mean, this is definitely one of my favourite days in the footballing calendar and there's plenty going on in Scotland to keep us entertained through until midnight. Where should we start? I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, We'll go with Celtic because, I mean, just in the last few moments, they have announced a big incoming it's Georges Jakimakis the Greek striker who was the top goal scorer in the Dutch flight last uh, the Dutch top flight last season. He's sealed a permanent move, a 5-year deal for him that's been announced as I say literally just in the last 4 minutes or so. A big outgoing for them as well. Lee Griffiths has moved on loan to Dundee. He fell out of favor with Ange Postecoglou after signing a new one-year deal this summer. It looks as if he's played his last game for the club. James McPake confident he can bring goals to Dens Park. We're also Expecting both Odds on Edward and Ryan Christie to leave tonight, which isn't a huge shock. Both are contracts running out, so Edward looks to be on his way to Crystal Palace for an initial fee of around fourteen million. That could rise with add-ons. Ryan Christie has chosen to move to the English Championship with Bournemouth over a Premier League move with Burnley. That should be announced tonight as well. Also expect 22-year-old winger Felipe Giota to join from Benfica on loan. They'll also hold the option to sign him permanently next summer. It's my understanding they're also on the hunt for a central defender. That would likely be a loan deal if they can get it over the line. For the other side of the city, maybe a surprise for Rangers fans. Cedric Itten moving on loan to Bundesliga side Gruter Firth earlier on today. Nikola Katic and Brandon Barker could also leave on loan deals before the end of play today. It doesn't look as if any of Rangers' big hitters will be on their way out the door, not to much talk of incomings, possibly a replacement for Cedric Hittin. That will be the area to keep an eye on before midnight. Elsewhere, a big one for St Johnston. They look as if they're going to lose Captain Jason Kerr for around £500,000 to Wigan. He was a huge part of their success last season. So he lives a big gap in that back three for them. Elsewhere, Hearts. They've brought in Australia's Olympic international Cammy Devlin. St Mirren have secured the loan signing of Wolves midfielder Conor Ronan. Middlesbrough defender Nathan Wood has gone to Hibs on loan. Motherwell as well. They've announced a three year deal for Norwegian defender Sondre Solholm johansen And in the last few moments as well, Dundee United have just announced they've agreed to sell fullback Jamie Robson to Lincoln City. So I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in a replacement for him as well. Lots more business to get confirmed throughout the night. So make sure to stay tuned and also keep up or keep your eyes on our Twitter as well at Clyde
3: SSB for all the latest.
1: What a shift. Thank you very much to Andrew McLean. I hope you followed all that. I'm going, to, I'm going to quiz you both on that <laughs> I'm going to see how much <laughs> you can remember well, you, said
3: but, it, you said he was busy And he certainly
1: sounded uh, like I, That on.
2: was terrific You said he's on top of the rumour and speculation Andrew McLean just deals in facts He gave you the facts He, he told you who was in Who was out Who's shaking it about And we'll be back <laughs> on later on to update it That's what you want your Facts And you know what You've got to take your hat off to
1: Celtic Because we put the feelers out amongst all the clubs And said look if you could announce something Right as super scoreboard starting That would be great They've delivered We'll wait and see who else um, on six o'clock? Georgius Jakomakis has joined Celtic on a five-year deal, subject to international clearance. Celtic fans, what do you make of that? Are you happy with that signing? It looks like Jota will follow. Is is that enough for you? Given that Eduard and Christie might leave, are they replacements? Would you have rather added to what was already there and, and come out with you know with more players in those areas? However, you're feeling about the window now is the time to call 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, how would you sum up what
2: we've seen so far Roger and what we're likely to see Well what we're likely to see is Odson Edward, Ryan Christie Joining Lee Griffithson Heading out of Celtic Park In come Yakimakis In comes Jota um, If you look back I know had a horror miss on Sunday Odson Edward's been a good player for Celtic Ryan Christie's been a good player for Celtic So Yakimakis and Jota Are going to have their work cut out To contribute as much for Celtic As Edward and Christie Have um, I'm a little surprised There's not another defender I know Liam Scales Is in the building now um, I, I would have thought Even just for numbers You know Christopher Julian Still a good number Of weeks away From mm-hmm. playing what, what happens If something happens To star Felder Welsh I think just in terms Of basic numbers Celtic are shy At the back You look at Rangers Goldson, Helander Balog and Simpson Four centre-halves You can play in the team Celtic at the minute Don't have four centre-halves You can play in the team uh, I thought they might have moved Even if, as Andrew says Even if it was a loan deal So I'll be fascinated to see Between now and midnight If they do manage to get a loan defender in uh, Andy,
1: we'll get stuck into some of the details But overall Watching on What have you made of of the window so far And, and the rumours of what we're going to see Between now and the end of it
3: Yeah, it's, I mean It's, a, it's a, a day in the footballing calendar That's always a bit of madness But it seems that the, the busiest at the mall is Celtic Obviously with the imminent departures are. Oddson Edward and Ryan Christie. Not ideal timing, so late in the window, but you've got to say, with both players in the last year, their contract, the fees that are reported to be coming in, it seems as if it's good business for Celtic. But I also think there's been a robbery at McDenmott Park because 500k for Jason Kerr. Um, I'm not too sure, but especially when you see some of the money It's getting flung mm-hmm. down England just now.
2: You don't think it's terrific, though? You know, to transfer deadline night, Andy Halliday's come in with his yellow tie on. I know he's, just, he's up for the occasion Absolutely bro You just let Jim White.
1: 01419511025 There was a joke there But it's a family show And I'll just I'll just skip right over it Let's bring in Bill Who's a Celtic fan As you were hanging on the phone Bill um, We said that Giacomacchus has signed for Celtic And it's a five year deal What do you make of that?
5: Yeah it's quite a good, quite a good deal um, I think uh, Jota coming in Will also be very good Um, But I would like to see us Before the window closes Bringing in Ali McCann Mm. From St Johnson We could probably put uh, Sorrow there uh, On loan for the year To try and make up for it And uh, I think we definitely need Another centre half in Either on loan Or If there's somebody else Elsewhere that we've got Mm
1: -hmm. I mean Roger I did say For the next five hours You can dream And you can come up With your scenarios And and Bill's got it all figured out I think it is right That we say that's Probably not something that looks on the cards
2: No I don't think so Oddly enough I was speaking to somebody Just about the Jason Kerr deal About half past five And I asked about Ali McCann And there doesn't seem to be any Any movement for Ali McCann I think he's away with Northern Ireland this week Not that that would have made much of a difference But I think Jason Kerr going out Will be the outgoing from Perth I think they're probably trying to get a couple in as well Prior to to the window closing I know what you mean Andy It's not a lot of money But down into the last year of his deal And and, and these clubs and you know, lower end of the championship, top end of League One in England know where they can get a bargain.
1: Still some uncertainty, Bill, although it does look like well, Jackie Makis is in. It looks like Jota will join him. And it looks like Christie and Edward will be on their way. So it, is that enough for are Jota and Jakimakis they're they're clearly replacements. Would you have liked to have seen more on top of that or, or will this still be a strong window if that's the way it ends tonight?
5: No, I think uh, I think the Greek coming in is very good. Uh, it'll certainly give us a wee bit more uh, oomph in the middle of the park. Um, uh, as I say, I, I would rather have seen uh, McCann coming in. Uh, I think Jota will do a good job for us because we're definitely needing some something extra in the wings because the two the two wingers we've got in Forest uh, and um, Mike Johnson. Uh, both of them are quite susceptible to injury. So I think I would rather I would rather that, uh, you know, what we've got coming in I think will, will do sufficient. But as I say, the main thing is McCann's a holding midfield player and uh, I think McGregor, to some extent, is wasted by putting him in that position. He's got very good uh, pass rate, McCann, and he's also got a very good... Um, Very good rate as far as tackling is concerned So I would definitely go with that
1: You never know, someone might be listening Bill might have just inspired them to to get the wheels in motion Uh, It doesn't look likely at the moment But thank you to Bill Um, Roger, if it is two main attacking players out And two main attacking players in for Celtic is, Is that enough? Do they come out of the window stronger than they were a week ago for instance?
2: Um, I'm not so sure Because you know What you're getting With Edward and Christie. They have been serial winners For Celtic Over the course Of their careers At the club So it's now, all you can do Is give players An opportunity And they'll tell you You know A, a year ago Celtic Rangers Gave opportunities To two Swiss strikers Albin Ayete Cedric They both came International caps They'd scored goals At the previous clubs And, and they've come in And they haven't Taken the opportunities Hence, Rangers have shipped out e today to Grotherford, and I think Celtic would quite happily have shipped out oh, in a Yeti if they could have got a taker to take him on loan. So, but, but know, can they
1: though? Because how many strikers have Celtic got then? That's. Well, you would. Griffiths think, is gone.
2: Listen, after the weekend, I think you'll probably see Furuhashi mm-hmm. through the middle now, won't you?
1: Yeah, so that's Jackamakis, Furuhashi, and a Yeti. There's only three. It's not, not a lot, is it?
2: Mm, no, I think it's I, I, I don't see a future At Celtic for a unity mm. I, I really don't
1: well, That's the, the thing uh, I don't necessarily disagree But just on a pure numbers basis Given that Lee Griffiths Is not there you've
2: surely got to carry three At least uh, you, You're asking Are they stronger Your original point Gordon was Are they stronger In terms of the, the, the contractual situation They probably are stronger Because all through last season We spoke Well there's Edward In the last year of his deal And Christie's In the last year of his deal And Christopher Ayers In the last year of his deal Now the signings Have brought in You know It's five year deal for uh, Giacomakis Five year deal for Juranovic last week Was it a four year deal for James McCarthy Three year mm-hmm. deal for Joe Hart Decent length of contract for Kiogo, Decent length of contract for Young Abada So in terms of the value of the squad They probably are better off than they were But it's up to the players to do it in the pitch now Gorg. Yeah I think The numbers Andy it's
1: the, Giacomakis is Celtic's 10th summer signing So that's mm. I mean that sounds a lot But they obviously lost a lot And then within that ten. You've got guys who already it doesn't look like they're going to be impacting the first team on a week to week basis, that Liam Shaw's and Uruguides yeah, yeah. of the world. You does that surprise you? Did you think that they would go for a bit more tonight, or, or or is there only so much you can ever do inside one transfer window?
3: Which is why I thought that you know with the the imminent departure of Edward and Christy coming so late in the window, I never thought it was going to be ideal. I remember when we were, we were, all, we were doing the show at the tail end of last season, going into the pre season, we always thought it was going to be a rebuilding job at Celtic. Now, like you said, if he, you knew you were bringing in 10 players that were going to compete in the starting lineup, yeah, you you could see a you know a substantial rebuild there. But like you said, there's a number of players within that that, that seem as if they're not really close to it right now. Yakimakis, I mean, to be top goals from the Erevedisi, certainly no main feat. But like Roger said earlier, he's he's got big boots to fill. You know, Odson Edwards has not had his best mm. previous 12 months, shall we say, in his Celtic career. But throughout, he's shown he's a top, top player, so he has got big boots to fill.
1: Uh, thank you to Bill It's all 01419511025 in the phones It's at Clyde SSB On Twitter as well So let's bring in Paul Who's a Celtic fan How do you rate The window at the moment Paul What have you made of that Yakimakis news What are you expecting Between now and the end of the evening
6: Yeah, I got Hi guys hi. Uh, I think it's been <clears throat> It's not been an ideal window But I think it's probably the best That we could hope for In the short length of time That uh, and it's possible has been there there is no point in keeping guys that don't want to be there and I think Sunday showed that where he tried to accommodate Edward Well, really he shouldn't have been trying to accommodate him he should have been trying to accommodate the guy that was the informed guy that was there but he, he came out and said so much after, uh, after the game I, I don't think they could do anything else I think that uh, the short length of time he's been there I think the team that are doing probably as well as it could be doing for the short length of time they've been there. But I also think the transfer—it's just—it's just been too late in the day where he will go back in in January, and I believe he'll he'll make some more uh, significant signings in January.
1: Roger your the the odds Edwards situation has obviously gone a little bit sour because everyone assumes he wants to leave, and performance at the weekend and people are very critical of his performances recently, but. That's been a relationship that's worked for Celtic He has Absolutely. pretty much a 1-2 goal ratio I think it's 88 goals in 179 games He's won a number of trophies Scored some big goals And for a guy in the last year of his contract How do you rate the business? So bought for 9 Sold for about fourteen, fifteen ish uh, With add-ons Yes, there's a sell-on to, to PSG But given that he's in the last year That's not bad, is it? I don't think it's bad at
2: all The he, and Edward walked into the building if you had told Celtic supporters how his Celtic career was going to unfold, I think Celtic fans would have taken that there and then. They will make a profit in the player. I hope he's not remembered for the miss at Ibrox on Sunday because this is a guy who's scored goals in Europe. He's won trophies with Celtic. He's scored goals in cup finals. He's been a good player mm-hmm. for Celtic. And it's by far, you know, it's, it's not anything like the worst piece of business Celtic will ever do. You know, look what happened to his pal, Olivier Charm Four and a half million pounds he cost. He was going to go for ten or twelve or fourteen, or whatever you like, and he walked out the door mm-hmm. for for nothing. And I think today he's in talks with Swansea City to sign on a free deal at Swansea City. So Edward's done fine by Celtic. We can be guilty of recency
1: bias, Sandy, when it comes to football. But overall, Odson Edward was a very good player for Celtic on his day.
3: A fantastic player, and you know, even even till now, you you look at it in top form, you could still argue he's one of the best players in the country. I was actually. Personally, I was really surprised that Celtic managed to, to get the fee they did for Rodson-Edward just purely because nothing to do with ability. But like I said, we all know how good he is, but it's been an ongoing conversation for a number of, mm. a number of months now. Will he go? Will he stay? Knowing he's in the last year he's contract, I think even for him, personally, if he stayed and left in a free tr- uh, transfer, he'd probably have bigger and better suitors than Crystal Palace. But for Celtic, I think it's fantastic business to, to recoup that fee.
1: Realistically, Paul, don't give me a, a fantasy computer game wish list here, but it... If, if you were in charge If you like What what would you like To see done Between now and the end Of the evening
6: yeah, I'd probably like to see Another centre half Come in for cover I th- would like to see Somebody Come in Probably in the middle Of the park Not so much A football player More of a kind of Ball winner More a kind of guy To drag us up The field a bit uh, And maybe, maybe it's Somebody else of experience Because There is it's quite a young team. Uh defence wise, a bad is only nineteen. Uh but impossible, i know. keep it honest. But I think that a bit more experience would be good to come in even if it was loan signings. But as I say, I start to make that back in, in January and do some significant business.
2: I think you're probably right, Bill um, I just counted, they're just writing down names I think. Paul, not Bill. oh, Bills away ten minutes oh, ago. Sorry.
1: You've been hanging about with Gordon DL too long I've been been
2: writing down the names of these Celtic Departees Rather than the the, the (laughs) callers I'm sorry Paul I do apologise 16 players out I think at Celtic Park over the summer And only 10 in And I tend to agree with Paul Ange Postacoglu could probably have filled those other 6 places He could have gone out and got 6 other players I just wonder if he's waiting till January To get the players he actually wants Rather than just Mm. players he can get and he said something after the game on Sunday that I thought was particularly pertinent. He was asked about, you know, the, all the issues of the game, and he said, "This isn't something you can fix in a month." Yeah. And you think of the problems you know hit Celtic last season. I think it's unrealistic mm-hmm. for any of us to think that Ange Postecoglou is going to come in, wave a magic wand, and suddenly inside a month everything's going to be fixed. Yeah, because he to- might. He might need. Two, three or four transfer windows To be fair
1: Everybody said that in the summer It'll take a few windows But but we are impatient that it gets to the first window And you say Why is it it not fixed Anyway uh, Thank you to Paul On the line We are on Twitter I mean this guy on Twitter Has based his entire Twitter account around Celtics Mark Wilson, so you can take his opinion with a pinch of salt. But, it does, but it does seem like an interesting point. Last week, Edward and Christie were not linked with moves away, and I still thought we needed additions to the squad. So selling two and bringing two players is fine. However, no other significant signings means we are not stronger than we were last week. 01419511025. We'll take more of your calls after these. <laughs>
0: You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Roger Hannah and Andy Halliday Are here on Transfer Deadline Day Keeping you up to speed on everything that's going on What have you made of your team's business so far What do you still need between now and the end of the evening Pick up that phone and let us know It's a big night for Scotland tomorrow as well um, And major Absentee problems But we'll get to that A bit later on You can tweet us You can give us a call um, But either way Do get in touch The only Real news to come out Of Rangers so far And it is expected to be A fairly quiet night On the incoming front Cedric Eaton Has gone out On loan uh, Rangers fans What do you make of that Is that one that surprises you Did you still think He could have Done a job Or does it make sense Due to limited game time Whatever your thoughts are Do pick up that phone and let us know. Uh, let's see what Brian, the Rangers fan, thinks about the window so far. Brian, take it away.
7: Yeah, thanks for letting me on. Uh, hi, Gordon, Roger, and uh, especially Andy. Uh, How are uh, Not bad, not bad. My take on this particular day is uh, I don't like it. I never have. i love us to get back to what it was before. But uh, obviously, I don't think that's going to harm I think the problem, especially if you're a bigger club, if somebody comes in for your better players with a good enough bid that maybe the board is not going to turn that down, it's how you're going to bring other players into the place. It's It's just far, far too late. So as far as I was concerned, all I wanted was our best players to be still at the club after... Twelve o'clock. I think it's midnight, isn't it? Midnight. Eleven. And that looks like happening. Uh, Cedric Eaton. Cedric hasn't played that many games for the club. I think when we brought him in, we were trying to develop him. You know, similar to Alfredo, but that's that's very very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we play, uh, Morales is absolutely pivotal. Uh, when we were at our best He's playing And the way he played on Sunday And uh, The reason I phoned in on Sunday I didn't go on Was to take To task uh, Hugh Cavens And Gordon DL, Saying none of our Front three played well I thought Morelos was an absolute monster On Sunday Now In my opinion Alfredo is not An actual goal scorer What I'm saying with that Is he doesn't get into those positions Because and the way he plays He plays right across the wind to the pitch He is his absolute best When he's occupying centre-backs He just loves it And I love the way you know he does that as well uh, He scored 97 goals for the club Which is really a credit to him uh, But he is far more important Than just his goals
1: If that's the aim then For Brian To keep all of Rangers' best players In the building come midnight Well that looks like that's going to happen
2: yeah, and I'm actually quite surprised, and I think it's probably, you know, to the credit of the Rangers board, if you'd said to me at the end of last season, we'd reach this night, transfer deadline night, and Morelos, Kent, Kamara, Barisic and Nathan Patterson, it was, you know, interesting, both sides and Merseyside, they were all still in the building. I think Stephen Gerrard would very probably have settled for that.
1: Why? Why have they done that then? Is that about this incentive at the end of the season where it looks like yeah. our, our winners of the league will yep. get straight into the Champions League yep. and that's where you recoup your money because this is not a secret Rangers publicly have numerous times said they need to kickstart a player trading model and again this window when they do appear to have assets it hasn't happened.
2: Yep. Um I I don't doubt for a minute they will have been interested in some of these Rangers players but well, we
1: know for sure Patterson in the last yeah. couple of days. So,
2: it's all very well saying you want to kickstart a player trading model But Rangers have shown they're not just going to be bullied in To selling a player at the first offer uh, uh, You know They will decide when they want to start the player trading model And it will start when they get an acceptable bid for one of their players Now there's been interest in Morelos in previous windows Think, think back in this show many many transfer windows now, Gordon? Have we discussed the future of Alfredo Morelos? But 43, but to it feels like to Brian's delight, he's still in the building You know, Look at Leeds pushing for Ryan Kent in previous windows they probably pushed for him in this window, they they not get Daniel James from Manchester United But he's still there Glenn Kamara is still there You know, Borna Barish, I think a lot of Rangers fans were worried on Sunday When they saw him crying And kissing the pitch on the way off After the win against Celtic They thought he was for the off But he's still there Patterson's still there So, if Rangers can keep this squad together They've shown they can win a league If they win this league Then the prize is such that it probably shows it didn't need to sell to any players that it didn't want.
1: It looked like Andy was crying and kissing the pitch at Tannadice at the weekend, but that's just because he was getting was big
2: result, he, eh? was, he was getting kicked up and down the place See, every two minutes. <laughs> See the beauty of Andy playing on a Saturday is. He can't hear what you guys in the studio oh, are saying about we him i were giving him a titan Saturday you were, oh. you were in the wars, honestly oh, I, I you're, you're going to need to listen to the podcast from Saturday's show, Andy Your name was being dragged through the mud I think McGrew smashed you at one point, did they not? They didn't have, eh? I, thought <laughs> I thought I thought it was a bit much when Mark Walsh shouted Go on, Charlie
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy, on a serious note then Are you surprised that Rangers haven't traded any of their big players on this occasion?
3: Maybe slightly because I thought there would be a lot more interest than probably what's been shown uh, I always felt as if Rangers keeping a hold of their, their best players and their key assets would be the best bit of business they could potentially do this window you know we, we talked about at the start Glenn Camara going away and having a good Euros Alfredo Morelos Ryan Kent you, you, you expected a lot of suitors for these players and, and the fact that Rangers have managed to keep a hold of them is obviously great news you're right I think Stuart Robertson was the last to say it back in December about their business model of potentially selling off one, two assets for profit every single window but I'm delighted to turn down the the apparent, I think it was £8 million bid for Everton because some of the money we're seeing these English clubs fling about That I'm glad that they've not succumbed to a top Scottish young uh, talent and prospect and, and, and hoping that they can develop them further to, to have a, t- uh, a top career in Scotland.
1: Cedric Eaton, moving on. Roger, does that surprise you? I, I, I base most of my life, unfortunately, on the, the feedback we get on here. I don't I don't see as much of Cedric Eaton as the fans who get in touch with this show and the impression I've always got is that they feel he's always... He's always nearly there To come in and make an impact And he maybe does come in And, and they think Alright maybe this, maybe he'll start this game and, and then he will start a game And it doesn't quite pan out Did, did you expect him to have fallen That far out of favour That he was moved
2: on this window? Well it's good news for you Gordon Because he only ever seemed to score against He did, he did so indeed he won't be doing that this season it, it goes back to You can only give players a chance I was in the show with you And the Dazzler On a Tuesday night When Rangers signed Kemar Roof And said rookie 10 in the same day And at that time We thought that meant Alfredo Morelos was set mm-hmm. to exit the club And he didn't And then Rangers ended up with four strikers last season Morelos, Defoe, Ruff and Itten Now is added So they probably don't need five strikers Just like they don't need five halves. So I think Nikola Kati should go on loan I think back to Croatia And Cedric Eaton has gone on loan to Germany It doesn't mean the end for Cedric mm-hmm. Eaton If he goes to Gruythe and plays well He can probably come back in And Rangers are well covered with Morelos, Roof, Sakala And Defoe They're not short Of striking options at all So maybe In the long run This could be a good thing To kick start Something for Cedric Eaton. And does the Emergence of
1: Of Scott Wright as well mean Andy That you know You're not having to Play another one eaton That's another slot In the front three That's missing sort of thing Because you wouldn't compare him To Scott Wright But it's still It's still one of the front three Because we know that Roof can be moved along it And And Cedric
3: eaton I think a a number of Cedric Eaton's Appeals for Rangers Was wide of the front three Last year but Six goals in thirty-six games is not exactly the return Rangers wanted. For I think it was at three or three or four million pounds that they paid for Zedrick Eaton. Albeit he's not, he's not been blessed with, a, with, with numerous chances, but I think that's been down to maybe not performing when his his numbers been called So, listen, it could be good business for Rangers and go out, go on loan, and and hopefully come back a better player or do really well enough that Rangers can recoup mm. some but, of the transfer but, fee.
2: But Roof's performed. Roof's taken his chances. You know, he's when the two of them signed in the same day. Sure Stephen Gerrard Didn't say I'm going to give Kemar Roof More game time Than yep. Cedric Aiton But Roof, Roof's performances Have demanded More game time He's excelled Cedric Aiton Hasn't quite Kick started yet uh, Thank you Brian It was nice to speak to you Let's bring in
1: James Who's also A Rangers fan What do you make Of the window James Now that it looks like It's coming to an end
8: Um uh kind of underwhelmed I know a lot of our business over the last three or four years has been very strong in January to kind of bring these players through like Scott Wright and Davis and Defoe and stuff Um, but this summer I thought Lindstrom was going to be a lot better when he hit the ground running Uh, we've not seen a great deal from Sakala um, injury and stuff like that and Oberforce got the condition that he's been tested for etc so I think we're lucky we've got a really strong squad as it was coming out the back end of last year. And I 100% agree with Andy saying that um, the best bit of business is doing is retaining what we've got. Um, so I think we're, we're still in a really strong place this year. But I just I had a kind of feeling that, or a hope that we'd be, come out stronger. Because uh, i obviously Celtic, we're going to sit back and go again with last year's squad. So I'm um, just so yeah, a wee bit underwhelmed to be fair. Um, I think we're... we're um, We'll hopefully, see the better the two guys that
1: came in. But yeah, it's... what do you make of that, Roger? Because the timing of the window is great because it's two days after Rangers beat Celtic, so every, everything feels that bit better. But you can understand fans like James who really wanted to strengthen whilst on top as Rangers uh, were listen, in the summer.
2: Listen, fans like nothing better than a big signing at quarter to midnight on transfer deadline day. But Brian, he hates it. He hates well, transfer deadline for, day. Listen, but all I would say to James would would be. What position would you rather be in? The position that Rangers are in Where they feel they only need to sort of top up mm. What they had last season You know, they top up with Alexa You know, Bakuna who came in last week Lundstrom, Sakala Probably planned for Wright and Simpson And Offerbaugh to come in in the summer And then Wright and Simpson Deals were done in January And they came a wee bit early Would you rather be in that position Or in the position Celtic are in Where 16 players went out the door in the summer They've managed to scramble 10 in And, and Celtic fans aren't, aren't really happy about that I think Rangers fans... When they reflect Tomorrow morning 1st of September And you look at the two squads I think Rangers fans Will believe That they have A stronger squad Notwithstanding They haven't brought in The big money player today Has he made you feel Any better James? Has he convinced you?
8: It, as always, makes a very valid point, uh, Roger, but it's, um, I, yeah, don't get wrong, would, I, I, I would swap places uh, with Celtic, 100%, um, it's just uh, kind of looking for that step up, and as I say, I think the players have brought in, if they perform to what they can do, we have strengthened, we are a better squad than we were, the players that have left, the players that have brought in, um, it's just we've not seen them not kick on, I um, thought we of the really good pre-season, but when it came to the competitive games, especially the Malmo game uh, ties. Um that was just kinda of disappointment. The the actual reason why I called in guys was the uh, the Barisette situation and uh Kent. It's already been referred to that mm-hmm. with Dan James going in at Leeds there was a uh, apparent interest in um Ryan Kent about going down to Leeds but that's obviously not came to anything so far hopefully but um I just wonder if they kinda of heads are turned because Kent's not been doing that great and and Barisic very much seemed to be on his way out after after Sunday's game, um, and it just—I don't know—if they don't get their moves, if it's going to like maybe affect their performance or their attitude for the next few while. So um, that that was kind of a concern. That while we've retained the players, are they going to are they going to perform to last season's levels?
3: Uh, well, first thing I would say, James, is, is I would agree with you. But Barisic's reaction, at, 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 apparently leaving, didn't look as if he was he was desperate to leave the club. He, he looked desperate he, Sorry, he looked devastated and, and probably like everyone else out there When you seen his reaction after the game It seemed as if you would expect him to be out the door By, by 11 o'clock tonight But I think it's to Rangers' benefit That the likes of him and Ryan Kent can stay uh, I still believe that As good as we thought Ryan Kent was last year I still think he's got at least another 2-3 gears in him uh, I don't think he started the season great But I don't think that's been the same With a number of Rangers players And Quite often with a lot of football players when there is speculation and rumours around Sometimes they can properly settle when the window's done They know what their future lies
1: Have you seen the opposite? Cause that that's the fear um, Not necessarily Rangers Is that a thing where players want to move Don't get it And then it throws them thereafter Have you seen that in action before?
3: I'm trying to think of any sort of specific examples But it must be difficult I, I mean from my personal experience I've never had that issue <laughs> Gordon I don't know if you'd, you'd be surprised at that But I can't. I can't really think of any of any personnel But like, like you said It's the same with Alfredo Morelos Every year uh, There's always speculation Is he going to stay Is he going to go It seems as if he wants to leave His attitude different He's not trying as hard As he was last year And then as soon as The window shuts He scores 20-25 goals A season again So it's uh, Like I said I think it's just to Rangers benefit That they kept all mm. the their best players
1: Where is that balance Roger? Because you're right I don't think anyone suggests That just so you can say That you trade players Rangers start accepting Low offers for them no. that, would, that would be crazy But y- y- you need to you need to kickstart it at some point, and y- you look at some of the money. What was it, Dan James? I think he went to lead for thirty million pounds. What, yeah. what could you have got Ryan Kent for? I don't know half that, a bit more than half of that. What did that? Why did that bid not come? What? Uh, when? When do you see? Is it is this about January then for these guys? Or no,
2: I don't think it'll be January. I mean, what, uh, listen, I, I think Stephen Gerrard will want to keep them for the the, the entire season. Now he's he's kept. The majority of the title winning squad together And they will believe that they can successfully defend the title And get straight into the Champions League groups Which would be enormous for Rangers Primarily in terms of finance next season Um, And then another year down the line You never know what kind of bids will come in for your players then I think it must be encouraging for Rangers supporters That they're not seeing the board Except the first bid for Patterson Or the first bit of interest for Kent Or for Morelos Or for whoever you like That won't go on forever You know, the, the Rangers squad The Rangers squad that won the league With the exception of McGregor and Davis Still quite a young squad You know, there's going to be hmm. more to come from Your Camaras The Arribos The, the Hadjis Players like that there's going to be obviously more to come from Nathan Patterson. So, Rangers will feel that, in terms of you know the squad, the contract, now they're obviously trying to get Goldson and Kamara tied up in longer deals. But, in the main, I think they're quite comfortable with the position that they're in at the minute. But, yeah, at some stage the player trading model will kick
1: in. Thank you, James. 01419511025. Great time to get your calls in. You could be up next, and we'll also hear from new Dundee striker Lee Griffiths after these.
0: 01419511025. This is Scottish football's lead leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Nothing to tell you since we last left you on deadline day. No breaking news yet. Roger Hannah and Andy Haldy are still here. They've not been tempted away. Uh, Buy
2: a two-figure bid from elsewhere They're still in the building No, I've got a text for Robbie Nielsen Tell Andy not to worry if his phone's not working (laughs) Nothing's happening
1: He'll be the first to let you know Um, 01419511025 Our phones are working So you can get in touch And let us know what you're making of your team's transfer business so far You've never moved on deadline day, No, Always been
3: so sought after that it's been wrapped up beforehand yeah never I, I, The only one that I have Been involved in was uh, When I was on loan at Bradford uh, I'd obviously spent I think it was th- Three months at that point I went on an emergency loan In, in September uh, I spent the three months From there to to January We were five days away From Point Chelsea In the FA Cup And uh, we had three days left In the loan window So I was back up in Glasgow I was actually in the Savoy On a Sunday believe it or not And five oh dear, days later Oh was, five, six, day, six days later We were supposed to be Point Chelsea At Stamford Bridge And that loan move Went through at I think it was 20-30 minutes Before the, before the deadline right, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll tee you up <clears throat> How did you get on at
3: Stanford Bridge Andy? I've not heard this one before I can't wait I put a right foot swinger Into the top <laughs> bin And Peter Chet was waving To somebody in the stand Couldn't you believe it Honestly. And we went through No bad What a standard
1: right! 01419511025 <laughs> That's the number you need Let's bring in Sam Who is a Celtic fan In the south side What do you make of the window So far Sam What needs to happen Between now and midnight
9: Hi, how we doing guys? First time caller, so nice thanks to very have much from. for having us on. Nice to have you, what's on your mind? Um, I kind of, the, the transfer window so far for Celtic, I feel um, strong in some areas, and other areas not so strong. Um, I feel like bringing in the boy Juranovic at right back, um, international player, seems to be a good standard, although he played left back at the weekend. Um, and I know we've just signed this boy, Jamakis up front. Um, he's obviously got a good Goal scoring record Last season In the top division In Holland But Up until then he, His stats aren't as good So I think it's one of these signs you, you, you can't really pinpoint How good Or not so good He will be so far
1: Yeah it's going to be Interesting Roger Because like everything Only, only time will tell Believe it or not It's not actually All about signings Because Some players might Improve dramatically When a new manager comes in And they might play In a different way And they might be set up Better tactically So it's not all about Comparing like for like However Celtic did lose Some big players in the window So Ayer went And Starfelt Came in Eduard's going to go And Giacomakis will come in Christie's going to go Jota will come in Ayer, Eduard and Christie and know things haven't been Great for Celtic But
2: those are Six big boots to fill Yeah last Adger that. I should call them. Sorry Since it's you that's <laughs> on tonight yeah, listen, we said that at the top of the show I think Celtic are entering a new era We knew this was going to be the case And I just go back to you know the words of Ange Postacoglu After the defeat at Ibrox on Sunday That this wasn't all going to get sorted in a month for Celtic The new manager is going to need two or three or four windows To get Celtic firing the way he wants Celtic to be firing um, 16 players out, 10 in it's an enormous turnover of personnel A manager out and a new manager mm. in A chief executive out and a new chief executive in it's All big change at Celtic um, They've shown that when they get it right They can look good Six against St. Marin, Six against and D But when they're not firing it, you know, They don't look good Four defeats in a month away from home I think Jablonek in the Europa League qualifiers Only a wee win since Valentine's Day Is that right? So that's not Celtic-type form on mm. the road And Ange Postacoglu has, has got work to do But he's listen, he's started the work, hasn't he? He's got a few players yeah. there. And I feel like, Andy, we're now starting to see Things coming to fruition
1: that, that that were predictable In the summer and before When when we're talking about the size of the rebuild And you talked about just the simple numbers That, that, people, that Celtic needed to bring in People always said, whatever, 12, 14, 16 players And I remember saying on the show even if you bring those numbers in, it's imp- it's impossible to have a 100% success rate. There just isn't a club in the world that yeah. does that. So um, when you bring in, how many was it, Roger? 10? You you, you bring in 10, not all 10 are going to go and impact your starting 11 every week. And that's what we're seeing with Celtic. So 10 sounds a lot, but I wonder if there is still room because yeah. William Shaw's not impacting, Urugidi's not impacting and so on.
3: Yeah, exactly. You've just named two that haven't even made the, the competitive debut yet. But I think what's important if you're... If you are expecting a big rebuild and, and you're looking to bring in a number of players, I think it's important to prioritise. And I'm actually surprised that a left-back has not been an issue that, that Celtic have tried to address in the, the transfer window. Listen, I think Greg Taylor's been a, a more than capable player for Celtic, but I think you look at volleyball and goal. it seems as if he's nowhere near it anymore. So is, is Ange Postecoglou happy to go into the season with Greg Taylor and, and young Montgomery there as, as cover?
1: What do you make at that point, Sam? Are you surprised there's been no left-back movement or is this just a chance for Taylor and Montgomery to make it their own?
9: No, absolutely. I am surprised. I do feel Taylor is a a decent enough player, particularly domestically for Celtic. But I do feel, particularly with getting into the Europa League and stuff like that this season, um, we could have really been looking for someone um, a wee bit better to kind of push us on. Uh, Also in centre-half, I feel we're a wee bit light as well. Um, Obviously, Julian's still out. He's, He's out for... Uh, Kind of foreseeable at the moment We don't know when he'll be back Young Welsh has come in He's been brilliant Um, And obviously Starfelt He's kind of had a a mixed bag since he started So I just feel if one of those were to get injured It really only leaves us with maybe two kind of recognised centre-halves You guys were obviously mentioning Urugidi earlier on Um, He's not really someone who I feel could come in And affect the first team um, As good as some other players could
1: Roger, the prospect of a centre-half tonight, how likely or unlikely is that for you?
2: Um, I don't think it's too likely. I think, you know, they may well have tried, a couple of names were mentioned, Cameron Carter-Vickers at Tottenham being one as a potential loan signing. I, I just think in terms of numbers for centre-halves, they're maybe a wee bit shy. You know, as Sam says, it's going to be a while to Christopher Julian's back in the team, let alone back firing on all cylinders. So if anything were to happen to a Starfield or a Welsh and you wonder Because You know I don't mind the sign It's Urugidi Shaw Scales These are guys who Celtic are hoping to develop With a view To getting them into mm-hmm. the first team um, And I don't quite think They're ready for for the first team yet So I would have wondered If they could You know An experienced centre half On loan Just to get the numbers up And I accept Andy's point About left back Because I think You know From the moment he headed for Spain last year That was Bolling Celtic career over I'm actually surprised he hasn't been shipped out somewhere on loan I think it'll be between Taylor and Montgomery for that left back role
1: Hang on the line Sam I'll get your thoughts on this Because Celtic have had a fairly significant outgoing In Lee Griffiths Who's gone on loan to Dundee Returning to Dens Park Where he pr- played previously uh, This time on loan till the end of the season He says he's got nothing to prove though He's yet to play a competitive match this season And says it's nice to feel wanted again
4: I've not played a lot of football this season And you know Dundee have given me the opportunity to come and come and showcase what I can do. You know James picked up the phone and and made me feel wanted. That was a big factor for me. Um, I've known him you know my full career, and I'm looking forward to playing him. First and foremost, my my goal record speaks for itself, and you know that's that's what I come here to do. I'm, I'm coming here to score goals and and make sure that Dundee stay in the league. I'm sick of saying I've got points to prove, so now I'm just going to let my my football do the talking. Help the team make sure we're up up that table, score goals, and, and make sure I'm playing well. What do
1: you make
9: of that one, Sam? Um, Yeah, uh, it's one of those ones, really. Um, I kind of felt Griffith's time at Celtic was up at the end of last season. Um, I kind of found it a bit strange that he was given a year's contract um, extension this season. So, yeah, it's just one of the ones. Um, I I think we've got enough up front, particularly with Kyogo, the way he's playing, Giamakis coming in, and if we can get a Yeti fit and firing... um, who knows, um, I've not seen enough of him yet To kind of judge whether or not he could come in and do a job
1: How do you look back on that Roger Because Celtic did give Lee Griffiths a new contract Which raised a couple of eyebrows at the time I think you'd have to say Then come the off-field issues And that clearly, ha- well it looks like it's played a part Because they've signed to get- given a guy a new, year, a new deal But now he's gone on loan for that
2: entire season Yeah, I, th- I think Sam and all the other Celtic supporters Will tell you that um, C- Celtic are in need of more good players Lee Griffiths in the past has shown He's a very good player And when Celtic gave Lee Griffiths the contract You hoped that Lee Griffiths would kick on Because he let Celtic down badly last season Don't take my word for it Listen to Neil Lennon and John Kennedy Or listen prior to that to some of the things Brendan Rodgers and Ronnie Dyle had to say about him When he when he wasn't performing to his best So he's let Celtic down They gave him a contract And very quickly the new managers Had a look and thought No, nah, not for me and he's been shipped out to Dundee Interesting audio there that you he played He's fed up Telling people You know He's got points to prove I'm afraid He does have points to prove Because From the moment That Neil Lennon Left him out Last pre-season He hasn't really done Very much at all And if you look at his Goal scoring record Scored an awful lot of goals mm. An awful long time ago
1: Purely Lee Griffiths The footballer Andy Can he still do a job at Dundee He knows James McPake well As he mentioned Um been interested in dressing room Up there I'm sure as well And at that level Has he still got something to offer?
3: Yeah absolutely But I mean I, I think it's important that what he says Is he, he has to let the goals prove And I, he has to go out And try and find his, his goal scoring form Because we know Ali Griffiths Fit and firing Is a, a natural born goal scorer And we're going to get into the Scotland squad soon And I'm sure for him to go out and loan and, mm-hmm. and try and get
2: back to full fitness And firing goals He'll be wanting to make his way back Into that squad as well Andy Scotland are in Denmark Lee Griffiths should be playing Number 9 for Scotland In a World Cup qualifier In Copenhagen tomorrow night He's the most naturally gifted Scotland centre forward Of his generation Yeah I agree But to do that You have to be playing And you have to be scoring goals To, to do that You need to have the right attitude You need to have the right work ethic You need to do things properly The way professional footballers do things And he's come up short In the last year or so, so year more Yeah which I think that's This is why it's a really important Loan move for Lee Griffiths Because you, you've got to say What is
3: he 30-31 now? So you've got to feel as if it's, this could be his last chance to really go out and perform and, and try and play at the top flight and like you said try and get back into the Scotland team.
1: Sam, it was nice to speak to you for the first time. Will we do it again at a later date? Definitely. Thanks very much Good for man. having me, guys. That was Sam in the South Side. I'll go in early, right? This is not a question and beat the pundit. Who's going to be the Scot who commands the highest transfer fee during this transfer window? Oh, Jack Henry. Jack Henry has just completed a move to Club Bruges for around eight point five million pounds Jack Henry That it, the same Is that the
3: quickest transfer turnaround profit of all time?
1: It may well be they're in the same Champions League group as PSG Man City and Leipzig
2: We'll, we'll need to count back to jean Boom Boomsong before we answer that question but um So it, Jack it, Henry marking far Lionel Messi in a couple of months Yep Fair play to him oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely fair play to him and, and I've seen him in a Scotland jersey I haven't seen much of him I have to say In Ostend But the people mm. at Bruges Will have seen him yeah. Week in Week out Playing yeah. for Ostend Just, By the way
1: When I said that Jack Henry That wasn't meant to be A criticism of him It's that This is a guy who's surplus to requirements At Celtic And Celtic Moved him on For whatever it was A, a million Couple of million A month and ago A month ago Roger that's an, that's an incredible Turn of events Whatever way you look at it
2: It is I remember actually Speaking to Neil McCann A while back Who was his manager At Dundee and Neil McCann said to me when Celtic let him go to Austin, this boy's got a move in him. He will mm. he will kick on at some stage and, and will get a move. Even if Celtic don't fancy him, He will get a move somewhere. Um I'm not sure either. Neil or myself expected it to be for eight and a half million quid. But good luck to him. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun.
0: For the best football news and opinion online. ThescottishSun.co.uk slash football. I
1: don't know what players will be leaving before midnight, but I can tell you one cast iron guarantee: no signed ball is leaving this studio tonight. You've got Beat the Pundit royalty in Roger minus one Hannah and Andy Halliday, only been beaten once in his life, so seriously. It is a standard, but that means they're up there to be shot at. So pick up the phone and let's see if you can knock them off their perch. 01419511025. And your chance to beat the pundit will be next.
0: Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard.
1: Into the second hour of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. We're keeping you across anything that breaks in the transfer window The most recent one Is Jack Henry The Scotland international Gone to Club Bruges For about 8.5 million pounds An incredible Piece of business Celtic confirming The signing of Georgius Giacomakis Earlier on In the show A long term contract For him uh, But still nothing On the Jota front Or the Edward Or Christie. It does look like They're getting closer um, But nothing else To tell you Confirmed at the moment Which means we Have got time To do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun.
0: For the best football news and opinion online. The ScottishSun.co.uk slash
2: football.
1: Roger Hanna is so good at Beat the Pundit that he has to start on minus one. Andy Halliday has done this show for a season and a bit and has only ever lost once, and it was on a dodgy tiebreaker. So you are in the presence of greatness on Beat the Pundit this evening, which means they'll probably both do rubbish. Let's see. <laughs> uh, who is hoping to knock them off their perch Keith is in Edinburgh. How's it going, Keith? I'm good Gordon, how are you? Good thanks, what side of Edinburgh though Keith? The opposite
2: side to Andy Oh good Listen I'm happy to stand aside We've got an Edinburgh derby a week on Sunday Let's just fast forward I can't disappoint the coin
1: But it would be nice if we got a derby. Oh yeah I'd be all for that Heads it will be Roger Hanna minus one We might need to look at at Halliday's minus at some point But he's he's still I
3: was going to say What's the value of these two Pundits and, and beat the Pundit if, or, if, I mean if, if Jack Henry's going for 8.5 million in, in pundit terms is, You've is, got to be up there Is there a
1: fantasy Football table For beat the pundit I don't know Right Heads it is Roger Black Tails Arthur, tell you. Tails it's Andy And it's Tails It's oh, Andy It's an Edinburgh derby coin Keith. again It is the Tails coin And by the They are tough tonight So producer Callum Brilliant. Made them oh. tough Because he knows That the standard in here Is good So uh, We'll give Andy some Clyde too So that he can't steal your answers Keith Put thirty seconds, you're up against Andy and you can pass. That is all you need to know. Are you ready? Yeah, okay. Right, let's go. Thirty seconds, your time starts now. Which Rangers manager signed Nikita Jelovic in twenty ten? What Osman? Which club's side does it look like Odson Edward will join later? Crystal Palace. Chris Stokes is the club captain of which Scottish Championship side? Yeah, Tom Name either English club that Stevie Clark has managed. West Brom Name any Scottish top flight club Whose club crest isn't a circular shape Wow What? Wow. Who was the Partick Thistle manager When they were last in the Scottish top flight? Ian Nicole Okay Let's bring Andy Halliday back
3: Yep Let's go
1: You look nervous tonight No I'm not No you do honestly <laughs> 30 seconds Ready? Yep Let's go Which Rangers manager signed Nikita Jelovic in 2010? What's a smith. Which club side is and Edward likely to join tonight? Crystal Palace. Chris Stokes is the club captain of which Scottish Championship side? Pass. Name either English club that Stevie Clark managed. West Brom. Name any Scottish top flight club whose club crest is not a circular shape. Commander. Who was the Partick Thistle manager when they were last in the Scottish top flight? Alan Archibald. Which side is currently top of Scotland's Qatar 2022 qualifying group? Denmark. Who was the Motherwell manager immediately before Graham Alexander? Stephen Robinson okay. Keith how do you think that went? I think I've done
8: okay But I think Andy done better
1: Well I don't know I'm going to dock him points For one of them And I think you'll know Which one it is when we get there Which Rangers manager Signed Nikita Jelovic in 2010 Walter Smith You both got it That was a good shout from you Keith I expect him to get that uh, Which club side Is Odson Edward Likely to sign for tonight Crystal Palace You both got that Two all Chris Stokes is the captain of Kilmarnock Kilmarnock He's a new name up here So maybe A bit of an unfamiliar one Stevie Clark's managed West Brom and Reading, so it's three all after four Sounds questions. Good. good standard. Ever looked at your own club, crest? The clue's in the name of the team as well? No? Ankle command aren't in the top flight? I, I, I don't even know uh, where they I go I missed the this. top
3: flight, to be fair. I right. missed the top flight. But Seriously. No great for her. It's a heart
1: shape, just in case you're, uh, you're wondering. Uh, sure. um, Keith knew it, and he goes one in front. Uh, the Partick Thistle manager, the last time they were in the top flight was... Alan Archibald Andy Poole's level And I'm afraid you know Keith That that's the end of the road Because the key is to go quick And Andy got two more questions He knew Denmark Is top of the group And he knew Stephen Robinson So one, two, three, four, five, A 6 for Andy Halliday A 4 for you I'll even dock him the hearts one Because it was so bad <laughs> uh, And he still beats you Hard line Keith no worries, Rob well Andy well As case, long mate. as you get your own back in the derby next week Keith eh?
10: uh, Hopefully aye, that that'd even
1: better <laughs> <laughs> That was Keith in Edinburgh Thank you for, Keith did alright as well but, Oh yeah, nice going, it was good I like that, alright, your chance to beat the pundit back I thought they were hard night. Oh behave yourself You I, certainly I, made I that just one racked with, a there, You made that one with the club crest sound hard <laughs> believe me. What was the element in, hard sound? Are there loads Dundee hearts Livy, Ross County and St Johnson
3: so half, uh, half the see, league no, really. I, never, I never heard top flight I'm, I'm putting it down on that
1: PR says If there was a transfer window For beat the pundit Gordon DL would be released <laughs> Speaking about the guy When he's not even here That's Honestly unfair. He's back tomorrow Don't worry We've not moved him on In the transfer window uh, no, Far from uh, it
2: Surely this must just Completely confusing uh, Wednesday's
1: bath night, bath night. Know, What's I he going to do Has bath night moved to Tuesday I don't know As long as he doesn't come here In his bath attire I think that well, so that could be the end you, for me. You,
2: you've seen that before—the night you had to do the show from your house. That's very true. You ever heard that story? No, I've not. So just before you, you joined,
1: plenty. it's not—it's not too bad. Just before you joined, us I had a emergency, if you like, didn't expect it, taken to hospital and app- appendix out. I was on my way to Dubai. Literally, at, I was literally at the airport going to Dubai. And had to turn round and go to the hospital and get my appendix out. So anyway, couldn't drive. So Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale came to my living room and we did the show from my living room, but he turned no up way. he turned up my jammies. <laughs> he was dressing <laughs> down. It was horrible. Like like barking orders at my wife to, that his coffee wasn't hot enough and ah, I was
3: just as well that was in the film.
1: Exactly. It was a it was a night to forget. Right. Yeah. nine five one one oh two five. We'll talk Scotland at some point as well, because Stevie Clark's got serious selection issues ahead of the Denmark game. It's not like that wouldn't have been a tough test anyway, um, even if we were at full strength, but issues already and even more today. Let's bring in Thomas first though, and see what's on his mind Hi Thomas.
11: Good evening Gordon How's it going? Hi, I'm on to say how delighted I am with the, the transfer window um, closing and Rangers position at the end of it My fear was, when we get ousted by Malmo um, I was fearful that one at least one or if not, two of the big names would have to go, and I really didn't expect anyone to come in. And if you had said to me after the Malmo game that, you know, come 11 o'clock tonight, we'll have all all our players, our main players, intact, um, I would have bitten your hand off. So I'm delighted at the board for resisting what what Rangers have done before, Where I admire Celtic. Celtic always get top dollar for their players. um, They'll hold out and they will get top dollar, and I think sometimes over the odds um, for their players. Rangers, on the other hand, historically have sold players short. And on this occasion, we've had a good bid for Nathan Patterson, if the numbers are to be believed, we knocked it back. Mm -hmm. Um, And we seem to be digging in our heels more and realising the value of our players. And after the Malmo game, I know that what I call the Kerrydale accountants will forensically examine the Rangers' finances and come back and say there's something amiss as to how... Because they were convinced that we would have to sell a player after Malmo. But the fact that the board have backed Stevie, kept the players, resisted bids for our better players. And we're getting now to the rest of the or at least till Christmas, with our first team pool intact. And one or two additions in the Fashion Sakala etc. Very delighted with our position just now.
2: Yeah, listen. It was an interesting interview Thomas the other week I read from Dave King. Now Dave King's no longer on the board. He's away back in South Africa. He probably knows more about Rangers' finances than I do. And he was adamant that in this window, Rangers didn't need to sell. They could sell. If They wanted to start this player trading model that you talk mm-hmm. about. They could accept a, a you know a bid for a Patterson or a, a Hadji or or a whoever. A but he was quite adamant that the the finances were fine for the time being, and if they kept this squad together. It would give them the best possible chance of mm. retaining the league, getting into the Champions League groups where there's proper money to be made. Is it at
1: that point then that you because we keep knocking it back a bit, Thomas is right. When when Malmo happened, people said, Oh well, a player will go now. But you're right, this is a different landscape because well, we've potentially so listen, got a champions. Je- league. Stephen Gerrard hinted that a player exactly. might
2: well go exactly. now. So so
1: the, and I I get the point Thomas is making. I know that for the last nine years, Rangers. Finances have been of great interest to, to yeah. various people, but, but this isn't even about that. This is about Rangers who've publicly said they need to start
2: trading players. And Stephen Gerrard hints they, at it. They so have said, but they haven't publicly said they'll take the first no, offer for the not. first
1: player. And by the way, need is an interesting word because that doesn't mean that if you don't sell one right now, the lights go out. But you know, need and want they they, they can be closely linked. You want to start trading players ultimately because it, it makes you better financially. Um, is is that a calculated risk then, if Rangers? If it doesn't go to plan If they don't finish top And they don't get that automatic Qualification to the Champions League Is it at that point That it really has to well, kick in?
2: I don't think there'll be any sense of panic Because if, if you look At the value On paper Of the Rangers squad it Is a valuable squad They could sell A player Later tonight If they wanted But I don't think they want to I think they want to try and keep this squad together And have the best possible chance Of winning more silverware And yeah. getting into the Champions League Next season So Need, want I know exactly what you mean Gordon There will come a day When the players we've mentioned Leave the football club But it looks at the moment As if they'll only leave the football club When the Rangers board are happy With the level of bid
3: Yeah I mean I think it's also important to say That Rangers haven't actually spent a transfer income in any any signings, every single one of them had been a free transfer, and of course the Champions exit was going to it was going to come with financial implications. But that doesn't mean there was going to be a car boot sale at Ibrox and they were going to start selling assets at cut price figures. And you could see that, and that's why they've they've withstood a. a you've got to see a pretty healthy bid from from Everton for young Nathan Partson. But I always thought that Rangers' best business was going to be keeping a hold of their best players. Roger mentioned the, you know the the Champions League prize fund at the end of next season. I think it's. Guaranteed 40 to 50 million yeah, I, mean, into the group I think there's,
1: there's still still Some things need to fall into place It just looks like yeah, that we'll that get the, the, the Guaranteed spot
3: But yeah, I think Thomas is right I think uh, you know the majority of Rangers fans will feel the same And be delighted that they've, they've kept a hold of some key players
1: Thomas, moving Cedric Eaton out on loan Is that the right call for you?
11: I think so um, He's a good big player And he offers something up front In terms of his physicality But in fairness to the the player, he hasn't getting game time and he's at a stage in his career where he needs game time. So whether or not he comes back in January, I know we've got a call back on him. Um whether he comes back or not remains to be seen and it remains to be seen where Rangers are, where Cedric Eaton is. But yeah, we've got to look after Rangers, but I like to think we have to look after players' interests as well. And there's no point in a player like Cedric Eaton sitting warm on the bench when you've got three or four strikers in front of him. The one thing I'm glad about is that Katic I see, is going to to split mm-hmm. now I've got no doubt that that is a loan and it is to get him game time and it's not with a greater permanent transfer because before his injury I always thought him and Golton were the best pairing um, at Ibrox and I was always hopeful that he would come back and that we wouldn't sell him because we've got an abundance of centre halves so I'm quite glad to see him going to get game time and I'm sure he'll come back and I think it's, I think it's the season he's left for, He'll come back and it'll be like a new centre half next season
1: Thank you very much Thomas It was nice to talk to you tonight Let's bring in Andy in Northumberland Hi Andy
12: Hi guys, She's alright? Good, how are you? Yes, not bad Good to speak to everyone And special hello to Andy as well
1: That's, that's too. Roger Hannah I'm starting to feel a little bit left out But that's fine that, don't, I don't won't take it too personally Andy, carry on
12: yeah, don't I say too many hellos, you know what it's like <laughs> um, So uh, I just wanted to comment on the Borna Baricic stuff I don't know if the last couple of callers might have mentioned it But I know earlier they were saying at the end of the old firm game I was at it at the weekend um, Borna was quite emotional But he was emotional during the game anyway You could see him gene up the fans His performances this season haven't been great so far He has not looked fit And that's something we noticed at the European games You know, kind of watched him closely up and down the line they sit in the govern. And his back was injured before the Euros, and I think that carried on through to his performances now. I think Bassi would have played at the beginning, had he been fit and available. Um, for me, like Gary McAllister said, Borna was just relieved and emotional, given his level of performance on the day was good, the team performance was good, they were collectively there, and um, I, I, I never saw a sign with leaving myself.
1: Yeah, the Borna Barisic one is interesting, Andy. Because, and probably the weekend's a great example of how football is about big moments. He runs yep. over to the corner flag, G's up the fans, whips in the ball, Rangers score, um, and everything's great. Then after the game, the reaction—he he probably, well, he, he, I've said probably softening it. He, he wasn't even his best game up until that point. He, he hasn't hit the heights in the early stage of the season. Can this be the moment with? A little bit of closure That he kicks on And gets back there
3: Yeah potentially And I think if If Calvin Bassett was was fit Then he probably wasn't Even going to be playing In that whole firm game But yeah Listen it's, it's something That's been synonymous With, with Borna Barisic In these two years At the football club He's, he's set-piece delivery he's, he's open play delivery uh, From the start of the season It's not been quite what it was Again I think you're right to say Probably the first half A, a couple of areas You'd usually see Borna Baris, Barisic Putting in pinpoint crosses And it, it sort of Got away from him But the one delivery He put in was the one That mattered And and a uh, big Philip Panders head, so hopefully that for him, for his sake, moving forward, that you know the now the transfer window's looking to shut in a couple of hours. It it can allow him to settle and get back to his best.
2: Yeah, listen, absolutely, and you you do wonder when you see a player is emotional and is like you know the pitch two days before transfer deadline day. It's inevitable you think he's he's maybe moving on, but I think Rangers keeping him as with Rangers keeping Kent And Mirelos and Kamara, and Patterson, it can only be good. The Rangers squad going forward, they look a settled squad. They know they've got the confidence, they know that they can win the championship. They'll be buoyed by the result. I didn't think it was the greatest performance. I think one of the callers said earlier on they thought Morelos performed like a monster at the weekend. I didn't think the Rangers front three performed as well as you've seen them perform in previous old fun games, if you like. But they still won the game. The Barrett's delivery, as Andy says, Philip Hollander's header, they won the game and they will believe that now. They can kick on,
1: yeah. And the the Rangers fans we've had in the show so far tonight, pretty much along the same line. Well, I think we had one who said, "I'm not content with the window. I think we should have done more to strengthen while we were on top." Do you agree with any of that?
12: Uh, no, I don't think with the players i have got. It was it was about keeping them. Um, how, how do you replace Morelos? And you can't help but look across the other side of the city, given it's between ourselves and Celtic for the for the title again. They're calling it a project. And that seems to get away from the fact they've had a worse start by this time last season. But if you call it a project, it makes it okay. Whereas they're having to bring in cut-price players compared to signing Edouard for 9 million a couple of years ago. They're now shopping in the you know, Dutch market for um, for this boy from VVV Venlo. Um, it's, it's a downgrade across the board and it's shown in their results. Um, if you look back comparatively, and same for us, we have had what's considered a poor start. But we've lost one game to a dodgy goal against Dundee United We've not performed well But we're still sitting above Celtic in the league Looking to kick on Obviously it's early days Hibs and Hearts have set the pace well You've got to give Andy and his teammates credit for that I've seen the way they're performing Well oh, don't you
1: worry Other Andy He he was yep. chomping at the bit to bring that up When you mentioned that it was between Celtic and Rangers For the title uh, he, was, he nearly jumped <laughs> over this desk to grab the, the button
10: yeah,
3: I mean, listen, if you've got an unbeaten start in four, don't rose out so far But it's going to be a big ask, but it's been a good start for the Jambos, now, now, I must say
2: In Sun terminology, that is, we can win the league, says Andy <laughs> know, That's going to be the headline
3: tomorrow, isn't <laughs> Aye, it? Oh, we know how it can go sometimes, so I don't want to
1: elaborate too much Andy nearly choked in his cup of tea, Roger, when it flashed up on the TV that there
2: was a, a bid for John Souter You see, yeah, nice. it's when that yellow bar comes across, he actually just saw the words Bid for Hearts star, and if we getting all excited. <laughs> but, oh, oh, it's, back it's, it's John Suter. Oh dear, I've
3: not, I've not heard anything about that though. Have, have you heard anything? A couple Probably of bits sure. from
2: English Championship interest. In depends, well, man. they've
3: turned it down. That's all that matters. There we go.
2: He's staying, right,
1: Andy in Northumberland. Thank you. one four one nine five one one zero two five. You two got the brains together. You're off the hook. No full time teaser tonight. No. Something much more exciting. Got a good competition for you lot out there. I'll tell you all about it next. <laughs>
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard.
1: A nice touch from producer Callum. Honestly, he's, he's up to his game. Recently, he started putting the Beat the Pundit questions on Twitter after after the event, much like we do from the the 5K Minute in the morning on George's show And George and Cassie It's almost as if Callum used to produce that show And he's just copying his own ideas But that's, that's not really for me to say um, So he's got one up there He's got a nice wee picture of Andy The questions, the answers And
2: of course the important although, fact that Andy won although, On although, Beat the Pundit an tonight an atmosphere in here tonight isn't it? Andy Halliday and Hard's win 2-0 At producer Callum's Tannadice On Saturday you he could cut the tension he was, a a, nice he was wondering
3: why he's avoided me Ever yeah. since he came
2: in He was off at the weekend as well I think he was just throwing stuff At his TV
1: Didn't even bother to come in Couldn't face it Because he knew some, it would be
3: There was some nasty words Said that made Tannadice So I wonder if was, there? It was one of them
1: It's not like you You usually get such <laughs> no. a warm welcome Everywhere you go um, Right no full time teaser this week We've got something even better for you But it will be back next week And we still need your questions So if you want to hear your question Used in the show It's full time at Clyde1.com In the meantime Let's do this I like this Win your way to live football With
0: Glen's Vodka Official spirit partner Of the SPFL Please drink responsibly
1: This is great I even tested it out On these two During the break So tonight And every night this week We're giving you the chance To win your way back To live Scottish football We know the stadiums Are back to full capacity It's been great to see So thanks to Glen's Vodka The official partner Of the SPFL We could be sending you To a game with £100 cash to spend As well It's really simple We'll give you clues to a player Who's played this season In the Scottish top flight Two callers will join us on air And buzz in When they think they know Who the player is The winner gets the two tickets To any SPFL team of their choice Plus £100 in cash To see you through The match day experience So on line A We've got Stuart from Edinburgh How's it going Stuart? Very well, how are you? You're a Harps fan Stuart If you want to win this competition You have to say that Andy haldy has been brilliant this season
0: (laughs) Well I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I've
1: seen him a few more things. I think <laughs> <laughs> brutal. What a brutal start, right? Okay. And on line B, uh, we've got Greg Docherty. Not that one, I assume. Greg, how's it going? Hi, all right. You get you get that a lot. Being a Rangers fan. Hi. Sorry, I know. I'm so cliche. My apologies. Right. So, guys, here's the important part. If you know who the player is from the clues, you must buzz in with your name. So just shout out your own name. If you shout the player's name or anything else, I cannot accept your answer. And if you buzz in And get it wrong The other caller Gets all five clues Before they get to answer So use Your buzzer Your name wisely Okay Yes Okay, Right Good start right. I was gonna I thought we were gonna to Have to go for a practice run there Where they both shout out Their own name But I think we'll be fine uh, Right so here goes then I, t- I enjoyed this I tested it out With these two um, And it went quite well Roger won By the way But here is clue Number one I have played for five clubs in Scotland So far in my career Didn't expect anyone to buzz in that one That's fine Number two I have one cap for Scotland This is where it starts to get tense Number three I've also played football in both Belgium And Bulgaria (laughs) I'll tell you what Roger Hanna got it after that one You're going to need to be quick here Guys right Listen Clue number 4 Shout your name I scored a winning Champions League goal Against Barcelona Stuart No No Stuart's inquiry Required there Stuart was first Stuart who do you think it is? Tony Ward It is Tony Ward Well done Congratulations You've won the two tickets To see any SPFL team of your choice You can go along See Andy Tell him how He's not um, allowed How bang average no. he is in person <laughs> Andy, Andy,
9: you're a, Andy you're a top man mate anyway, ah, top we go.
1: Backtracking now You've also won the £100 cash To see you through the match day experience All thanks to Glenn's vodka Official spirit partner Of the SPFL Happy with that Stuart? Very happy Thanks for that guys What game have you got in mind? Uh, well,
8: my. My missies are oh, actually A bigger heart fan than me um, So I'm hoping for go to, maybe, maybe go to the Derby next week And maybe see Andy
1: <laughs> Well you never know I'm sure Mrs. Stuart Will be the one that decides then Thank you very much uh, If you want to play tomorrow You can register right now At Clyde1.com Please drink responsibly Greg Hardlines Thanks for joining us Cheers Good man Oh he's gutted Oh he's <laughs> deflated Absolutely <laughs> ruined this transfer deadline day Oh I feel bad for Greg But uh, Stuart was He was quick He was decisive He was in there
2: Aye, Yeah right. Big night for Hearts Big win, big win for Stuart Big win for Andy at the weekend He's tipped them to win the league <laughs> Yeah John Souter's staying Robbie Nielsen's managed to hold on to John Souter and Andy Halliday I was actually big night for the jam A busy book.
1: window Through your way yesterday Exciting day for the club The official passing over of the, the ownership To the
3: foundation of Hearts Yeah brilliant It's something that the, the fans have wanted For a number of, number of months now So all delighted for them That it's over the line
1: Absolutely uh, 01419511025 on the phones You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB We're still here until 8 o'clock So there's loads of time Hopefully we'll get some more Breaking transfer news Before that Celtic signed Georgius Giacomakis Right on 6 o'clock We've not had too much Since then But we're all quite excited From a Scotland perspective About Jack Henry's Big money move uh, To Club Bruges Staying out there in Belgium And good on him We hope that works out for him With a Scotland hat on though Stevie Clark's woes continue Ahead of tomorrow night's World Cup qualifier in Denmark You may remember When we read out the squad last week There were 26 names in it Only 18 have flown out to Copenhagen And here's what the Scotland manager had to say
10: Kevin Nisbet picked up a little knock in training So he's he's out For this game Should be hopefully available for the weekend uh, I'll also look into Maybe re- replacing Or bringing another player Another forward player into the squad after After this game and we've got a little issue with Stephen O'Donnell getting access to Denmark, uh, which is a little bit of curveball. It's cut us out a little bit, but it's just the way it is, you know, with the COVID restrictions and the rules. Different countries have different rules. Uh, the medical staff or the doctor and Graham Jones have been trying as hard as they can to find ways round at loopholes and whatever, but we haven't managed to solve that particular problem. So, yeah, I started with a squad of 26, I think, and we'll, we'll travel to Denmark with 18 Another issue was was Jack Henry, who played in Belgium on 9 o'clock Sunday evening. And rather than fly Jack all the way back here, uh, because he would have missed it. UEFA deadline COVID test was 9 o'clock on Monday morning. He wouldn't have made that. So we COVID tested him in Belgium. He's okay. He'll go direct to Denmark and he'll meet up with the squad there.
1: Roger, it's been really difficult If you go through it bit by bit Denmark were going to be very tough to beat anyway Because they reached the semi-finals of the Euros Despite all the tragedy that happened to them early on in the tournament And they were excellent Then comes no Scott McTominay because he's injured Then John McGinn's got Covid Nathan Patterson is having to isolate So they can't play This red tape, if you want to call it that Stephen O'Donnell and Kevin Nisbet are not allowed into Denmark um, As a result of previously Having had Covid recently So they can't go Um, Jack Henry will play But hasn't trained with the squad He's had to go straight from Belgium
2: Not ideal Yeah uh, Listen I think we need to put everything into perspective This Covid pandemic has claimed lives It has caused serious illness To tens of thousands of people So when we talk about Covid chaos in football I do think it's important That we put it into perspective But for Scotland Heading to Denmark this has been a little bit chaotic You know, the losing players last week Losing players over the weekend Losing players today Some players can't uh, travel But Jack Henry, mentioned you couldn't travel back And then go, he has to go direct Belgium to Denmark It's not the preparation that Steve Clark would have wished for But I think Scotland are now just going to have to be resourceful They're going to have to try and put the best team they can on the pitch This is the toughest game in the yep. group Don't forget Denmark Reached the semi-finals Of the Euros And had it not been for a (coughs) Dodgy England penalty They may well have reached the final Of the Euros They are a top-ranked team With top-ranked players And it was going to be a difficult task For Scotland anyway And the absence of several Mm -hmm. Very good players Is going to make it even tougher for Scotland I mean
1: a couple of key areas We we knew about these already You don't want to begin. in Without the choice of McGinn and McTominay For the midfield Andy But now particularly it looks like We've got a glaring issue at right back Because, well, we don't have any Nathan Patterson's not there And Stephen O'Donnell Who tends to be the number one choice Isn't there either, so
3: You've got to say as well That's matched up against A very, very strong left-hand side in Denmark mm -hmm. Myler, the Atalanta left-back Had an unbelievable Euros A big reason why they got to the semi-final After a couple of goals from there And Mikael Damsgaard Someone that's been ported with Linked with the likes of Big moves in, in, in Spain and in, in the likes of Liverpool For £25 million So it's a it's an area of The pitch where Denmark Are really strong But I'm actually trying to Jot down a potential 11 Scotland have still got A strong squad That's mm-hmm. travelling But it'll, it'll be very interesting To see if Steve Clark yeah. Changes shape Obviously with no right back You could see, mm-hmm. maybe go to a back four With Kieran Tierney At the right hand side But other than that it's, I still think it's a strong squad Go on then Give us that team there's a couple of question marks <laughs> So you've gone back four then You think we have to
1: So you don't think Ryan Fraser As a wing back is an option
3: Not a way to Denmark No okay. But for me I, th- I think they'll go to a back four You've got the likes of Craig Gordon Andy Robertson Tierney on the right hand side A centre half pair they potentially handling The £8.5 million man mm-hmm. Jack Henry Or Liam Cooper even Or, or Liam that, Cooper yeah. Yep uh, G- Billy Gilmore Callum McGregor Ryan Christie And then Shea Adams Dykes Who's the other one Could, could it be Kenny McLean Could it be Fraser mm. in the four four two? 2 I think that's probably the, the 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 other position. I'm not too sure about. Well, let's bring in Simon then, who's got
1: some thoughts about this. Simon, can we can we manage it? Is it have we got enough to cope with these issues?
13: Hey, hi guys, how you all doing? Um, I've got a point on all this on the Scotland game, then a wee point on the transfer market, and a question for Andy, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just actually writing my team down as well when I was waiting. Um, I think we have to go to Tierney at right back. Uh, I don't think as Andy said, like the left hand side of Denmark is is really, really strong. And I think you just need you want just a, a good defender there. I know Tierney's good going forward as well, but you just want him there solid. I think if you put Ryan Fraser as a wing back, you're you know, you're asking for trouble really. So I've wrote down here Gordon and Goals, Tierney, Hanley, Cooper and Robertson as the back four. I went five in midfield. Fraser on the right, Christie coming in off the left, McGregor, McLean and Gilmore Can kinda really kind of solid midfield and then Adams up front I wasn't sure whether it would go away with Shea Dykes uh, with Shea Dykes I'm sure they do Lyndon <laughs> um, uh, Dykes because you know he's had a really good record I think his last 14 games for QPR 10 goals and 4 assists a brilliant record at that level but I think you know watching Denmark at the Euros they're really good from set pieces they're really good go- um, defence quite mm-hmm. tall and quite strong so I think you'd rather go a kind of quick body going up against that Obviously then you can counter that With saying Have Dykes up there Then you know He's a, an extra body At the back for hell So it's it's. I still think it's Quite a strong squad
1: Simon's team beats Andy's Doesn't
2: it? One deal well, oh, I think Maybe I'll, I'll throw in a third one then All oh, right, right okay <laughs> Greg Gordon obviously I think I think he might go A back three I think he might go Hendry He I does know.
1: like it And I, I know this was before The Stephen yeah. O'Donnell But I was through there Speaking to him the other day And he was asked specifically If whether it was time to change yeah. and, and he did say You know back The back three has worked for yeah, us
2: Yeah I think he might go Hendry Hanley And Tierney. I think Ryan Fraser Because of other absentees Might be asked to play Right wing back Andy Robertson in the left Billy Gilmer Callum McGregor And then David Turnbull And Ryan Christie Asked to get close to Jay Adams oh, Okay interesting um,
1: I mean Simon We mentioned earlier It was going to be a big task anyway It's the toughest game in the group We've got our Our serious absentee problems The problem I suppose Simon There's not a triple header And Moldova at home In the middle And then away to Austria So it's a tough old week
13: yeah, um, like you say, it was t- going to be the toughest game in the group. Anyway, um, I think that the chances of us getting a victory, even if we were our strongest, was kind of kind of low. But you've got to think if there's a if there's a man to do it, if there's a man with a track record that's taking you know a team going up against better teams on paper and getting a result against the odds, you know Steve Clapp's the man to do it. Uh, Herbert's obviously talking last week, mentioning the the horrible words of Kona's key nomads. Got mentioned a few times on the show before the Rangers game. Um, Command lost to them in the, the in the Euro qualifying, um, but then also went on to beat Rangers a couple of months later. So mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like these kind of teams you can look at it and go, they've got no chance and I actually think there is a probably a good chance we could sneak a draw if we're if we're, you know, solid. Steve Clark's good at that. He likes having the team. You know, well drilled. The players will certainly know it's a, a solid base of you know guys who all know each other. Guys who all know Steve Clark. They will know what he's going to ask. They know what he what you want from his team. If he can go out there and frustrate them, it's going to be a huge, mm. huge task. But you know, if there's one man who can do it, I think Steve Clark's the man.
1: Roger, is the is there a degree of sympathy? He said it's the most disrupted camp he's ever had in his Scotland time. Um, I, he, he described the Stephen O'Donnell and Kevin Isbitt thing as a as a curveball that they didn't expect it. There has to be room there for the question of Why did you not expect it? How did you not expect it? Would it have been known that the players Or should it have been known that people Who'd had Covid within a certain amount of time Were going to struggle to get into Denmark?
2: You yeah, would like to think that all due diligence had been done And you would know the circumstances of, of travel abroad um, I bet they'll know the circumstances of travelling to Austria next week I bet that's been double checked after everything that's happened in the last few days It um, is a problem... We're now getting to this stage and it, part of it's because of you know, the Euros getting moved back a year and everything just been pushed into such a, a a very congested calendar. I think we've had a lot of football already this season, God know the European qualifiers, the league starting, the league cup starting. Yeah. And now suddenly, all these players have been asked to play international games, important international games, World Cup qualifiers. Yep. Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Hmm. I can never remember no. three games crushed into Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And you imagine, you, know, you talk about the pressure Steve Clarke's under just now. You imagine those club managers who need these players back.
1: Like Andy Robertson Who's been out injured And now might have to go And play three ninety minutes Absolutely Scotland.
2: Because you would think With a 26 man squad You know there's an opportunity To rotate and take mm-hmm. players out And take players in Down to 18 And yeah, three of them will be goalies 100% um, Andy Where there
1: has to be sympathy is From the outside People say Oh just call up Whoever Get Ryan Golden Get him whizzed over from Vancouver Call up Anthony Ralston Whoever it may be because of the UEFA testing protocols For the game tomorrow night They had to be tested by yesterday morning And Monday yeah. morning That's what he's saying about Jack Henry So They couldn't even get Jack Henry Into Scotland Quick enough to get him tested for, for the game on Wednesday And it That's an extremely difficult situation to be in
3: Yeah he's had to make his own way after the game And, and travel straight from Belgium But it's the protocols that the UEFA have, have got put in place And that's what they have to deal with Listen it's not ideal preparation Of course it's not Am I right in saying that O'Donnell and Nisbet Will be back for Moldova?
1: He um, remind me Roger That Patterson and McGinn will be Yeah I
3: think
2: oh, they'll that, be I, fine
1: Yeah because sort of, yeah, The issue's is just getting I, into I, Denmark actually,
2: No I think to confuse matters as well I think Nisbet does have a knock Right Um. You know he came off In the Hibs game at the weekend I think he is carrying an injury Be interesting to see though Obviously There'll be a UEFA testing protocol now Between games So there would be the possibility To add players When they come back from yeah. Copenhagen yes. Prior to the Moldova I think you mentioned that we're an attacker. Mm. In the yeah, score. it'll be interesting to see. You know, who who gets added? Could there be a, a Liam Palmer? Could there be an Anthony Ralston t- to help out on, on the right? Could there be a an Ollie McBurney or a Tony Watt to help um, up front? Simon, what was your other point? We're a little bit short on time.
1: Yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll just quickly. I'm
13: obviously on command. We signed a striker today, which is something we desperately needed. Uh, Ollie Shaw, someone who can uh, hopefully. You'll know, see the early potential he had. He's got a, he had a pretty decent record at Ross County despite not having played. But um, the rumours, though, has been quite strong down here about a free transfer that possibly coming in in the next few weeks. I, I wonder if Andy Halliday, I think he's, part, he's passed cross with him at Rangers, uh, a guy who came through the killer use system, Barry Mackay. Um, we're desperately needing somebody on the left with a had Rory McKenzie playing there. And he obviously, he's right-footed and he's coming in. Uh, he's obviously somebody who knows the club, I wonder if Andy has any what what sort of things he could bring to
1: to a, a club in the championship. Interesting that his name actually came up during yeah, the break. Andy, you were yeah. telling you've spoken to him, but I don't know if he told you he was going to come on or come Yes,
3: if, if, That never came up in the conversation, Simon. But I'm trying to you know nudge him towards a. Uh, <laughs> the Maroon side of Edinburgh But I, yeah I've noticed that he's turning On his own right now He's without a club Listen he's a He's a fantastic talent Even when he burst onto the scene In and, and the lower leagues at Rangers I thought he did really really well He even stayed in the team Throughout the The progress up the leagues Matt Warburton was really keen on him He went and continued And done really well there Took him down south To Nottingham Forest where he He started on fire For the first few months His, 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 his time there and his, his path down in English football has, has sort of declined a little bit He's not played a lot of football Over the last couple of years But certainly he's a player That if he's fit and firing he's, He'd be a great asset to come Uh
1: Sorry that's not the confirmation You were looking for Simon But thanks for joining us Rangers have confirmed Nikola Katic now has gone to Hajduk split On a season long loan They do have a recall option Uh, For January, for the defender. So, we'll give you a final update on how things sit on deadline day next.
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025. Clyde One
1: Super Scoreboard. Every year I fall into the same trap, Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday. Every year I convince myself that the two hour period between six and eight on transfer deadline day will be jam packed full of breaking news, players being signed left, right, and centre.
2: And it never happens. Listen I've got no sympathy for you Think about myself And think about Andy Halliday We need things to happen earlier I'm going home It's my wife's birthday On the 31st of August Every year (laughs) Same as as transfer deadline night So anyone who knows Mrs Hannah Send her a wee text It's her birthday And it's Andy's mum's birthday as well That's why he's never moved On transfer deadline night because is that the, what it is? When Nicole ah, right, came okay. in from Barcelona, oh, Real Madrid, and Bayern Munich, he said, ah, No, I'm nipping to my mum's for something to eat.
1: Exactly.
2: Ah, that, Happy that, birthday, Mrs. Halliday. That reminds me of that scene in The Hangover, right? Where
1: Alan and they're driving in the car, and Alan says something, like, Yeah, that's why I've stayed single all this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite easy see where I'm going with that.
3: Um, um,
1: see, I see the Roger going down. Bit of a, a specific reference. But anyway, um, from one Roger to the other, let's bring in Roger, who's a Rangers fan in Uddingston. Take it away, Roger.
14: Well, good evening, guys. How are we doing?
1: Not bad. How are Hi, you Roger?
14: Thanks for cramming my on at the end So the producer said I've I've got a wee bit of time So talk as fast as I can you
2: you
14: You'll be fine. Listen, they've talked about the transfer windows And players coming out, players coming in And what have you Uh, Rangers are pretty well covered um, For for a lot of the positions Uh, And I've talked to my sons um, And a few of my friends I think there's one guy who we would Really, really find difficult to replace And that's Stephen Davis The guy's a real choice of a player um, I have noticed Been a few Rangers games or oh, sorry Watching it last year because nobody could go That any time He didn't play Or get substituted um, Glenn Kamara Took his place I find it quite interesting Because Gerard In the back room staff, I see him as a Kind of controlling um, Central midfielder But Stephen Davis Is a special player And I think If he was Ultimately time going to get better with everybody um, And if he goes uh, Retire the next year Or two I think that would Be one position we might struggle To to, 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 um, to replace Would you think guys Is that a
3: fair point Andy Oh absolutely And even, even basing off the game at the weekend, you look at it and you think, and sorry, Andy uh, just almost fell off his
1: stool. And, uh, so he's, and I covered it, he did very well, well, but I spotted it, so I couldn't let it go. Carry
3: on, but even look at it every I mean, when you get to the, the ripe old age of 36 and you're in the year extension, everybody thinks this is the year where the legs are going to mm-hmm. go. I think he's already played. Eight, 8 games on the bounce so far and You look at the, you only look at the Old Firm game at the weekend I actually thought He came into the game stronger In the yeah, last almost 10, 15 minutes he, Of the game He grew into it didn't he, he? he grew into the game The last 10-15 minutes Of the game I thought he made 2 Very very important interceptions Led to Rangers counter-attacks And uh, Listen he's going to be A very very difficult player For Rangers to replace And, and you only You only just have to look At how much trust Steven Gerrard picks it, uh, Has on him By still picking him Every single game And every single week Even at the ripe old age of 36 What did you make of the game At the weekend? I actually thought in terms of the first half, I don't think either team played that great. I thought it was full on unforced errors. You know, we mentioned a it with, with the the Bonner delivery in the second half. I thought that was a sort of theme for both teams both both teams getting in dangerous areas out wide and and just the end product final ball just let let both teams down. I thought Rangers grew into the game and, and started the second half better, but ultimately, you know, it was a, another set piece It was undoing for Celtic in an old forum game. And listen, we we, sp- we spoke about Rangers, you know. Depth of their squad It was tested at the weekend And I thought Robbie McCrory I was, you know, I was mm-hmm. Not worried for him Last week But it was going to, going to Be interesting to see How he handled the occasion And what, what he had to deal with I thought he did really well
1: Roger How do you rate this Transfer window then Because Fans just Are, are mostly interested In what happens on the pitch And keeping good players And, and winning things The they kind of Balance sheet And the structure Yeah that's it's interesting But it's It's secondary So Are you just happy That all the players Have, have stayed together And you Know this trading model that everyone speaks about, happy for that to kick in at a later date. Oh, so this Roger, this Roger, oh, Roger sorry, and sorry, God, beg
14: your yeah, as I Yeah, as I say, it's um, it, it, it's, I was kind of disappointed to see. Cedric Ittingo I'm, I'm a big Cedric Itting fan I dare say a lot of my local fans are quite happy to see him go as well unfortunately for them Absolutely but, uh, Of course uh, But the, the fact is that uh, Andy mentioned earlier on that, that maybe your big sellers that like your um, Kents, uh, Kamara Ina Rebo uh, Morelis might have you know, gone and, and you know but when that to the extent get Rangers to money coming in and I know there's a couple of hours to go but never know what's going to happen uh, but yeah, I, I think they had to probably. Um, the the, the squad for last season was fantastic. We, we need to adapt and change, and I think we saw that on, on, on Saturday, sorry, Sunday against Celtic. I generally thought it was actually quite a good old firm game. Okay, I'm more my Rangers supporter, but I thought Celtic were a better team in the first half. Um, but I think, as they as say, the, the, the Rangers grew into the game. Uh, Kamara was a bit non-existent in the first half, but certainly him and Davis in the second half. Um, came to the fore uh, I, don't, I don't mean well to retire but uh, the Rangers got the goal they, they took a stranglehold of the game and it was game management which allowed Rangers to, to go and win the game uh, look we're always going to be with rivals we're always going to be there uh, and uh, it's the bragging rights but as I say the, the, the battle was won on Sunday but the war continues if you know what I mean
2: Yeah well listen it's a fair point I take everything in board that you say about Stephen Davis he Defies this convention That players of his age Can't continue Can't play every game Can't play every week He never misses a minute And when he nipped the ball off Ismaila saw toe With about two minutes to go And charged forward You know You actually had to blink To believe it was a guy Who's very soon Turning 37 years of age He's he's integral to everything That Rangers are doing At the minute And everything that You know They sort of continue to do He's a terrific player Um, At the end of this window Rangers know what they've got. They know what the players can do. Um Celtic with Jota, assuming he's confirmed before midnight tonight, and Giacomakis, um, they're replacing two very good players, In Edward and Christie. Mm. Um, there's a lot for these players to do. There's a lot for Furahashi and Abada and McCarthy and Hart and Starfeld to do to keep Celtic in this title race.
1: It was always said, Andy, on the other side of the city That Celtic should have Planned earlier for Scott Brown Because he was always I mean time eventually Moves on And he was always going to leave At some point Or retire at some point And they should have done more They should have been more efficient To get a contingency plan in place Does the succession planning For Stephen Davis I mean it might be underway Behind the scenes But is it something you would expect to To see If not this window soon
3: I think people seem to forget as well, uh, Gordon, that Ryan Jack's still at the squad, yeah. and Ryan Jack's been a, a, a player that's been excellent any time he's called upon. And you know, we're talking about how much that, that Stephen Gerrard's uh, trusts in Stephen Davis. Anytime a big game came across, when Ryan Jack's fit, he plays. So I think Ryan Jack is, is already a natural success on uh, success on that area of the field. He's he's uh, obviously he started at Aberdeen as a right back. So he's got that defensive mind. But don't get me wrong. You know, when the when the, the sad time when when Stephen Davis does retire that's probably as an area of the Pittsburgh Greens will look, strength, uh, look to strengthen again. OK,
1: we'll have to leave it there. Roger in Uddington, thank you very much for taking the time out your evening. Uh, what I don't miss about Transfer Deadline Day, I almost fell for, you know, one of those fake accounts, Roger, you see it, there's just a wee yeah. typo changed, like remember, yeah. was it your da, sells Avon. Avon, signed yeah. for Aberdeen and it made it to the TV and all the rest of it. I almost fell for one there about Celtic and Shane Long, but it's fine. Stand down. Um, are you, what are you expecting? Sum it up between now and the next... Four hours and five minutes
2: Well Celtic they confirmed Jota To Atizia Kumakis That will very probably Although not certain You can never see anything for certain That should complete the sort of bigger moves If you like Um, And then things will settle down It's always quite good when the window shuts People have got their squads Things settle down And we can really get on with the business of Winning and losing trophies In the short term Big business for Scotland's tomorrow night in Denmark they have got their work cut out. You look at the group, Denmark played three, won three, scored 14, conceded nothing. Euro 2020 semi finalist. This is as tough as it gets for Steve Clark.
1: And Andy, just quickly, you can confirm for anyone worrying tonight, you will be a Hearts player in the morning? I think so. Good. My good. phone's back charged now, so we'll find out. We'll find out. Thank you very much, Andy <laughs> Halliday and Roger Hannah. As Roger says, it is a huge night for Scotland tomorrow. Bang up against it, against the good side with lots of players missing, but hopefully. Stevie Clarkside can pull off a shock and we've got the last few hours of the transfer window to look back on so make sure you join us at 6 o'clock tomorrow with Gordon DL and Colin Hendry we've got Braveheart back on since it's a Scotland game looking forward to speaking to him and hopefully speaking to you thanks for your calls and your tweets tonight enjoy the rest of your transfer deadline day head over to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB we'll keep you updated throughout the rest of the evening Uh, we'll see you at 6 tomorrow and Johnny Campbell will look after you next